Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Kate, and with me is BP. Hi! So today we're going to play Potion Explosion, uh, which is designed by Stefano Castelli, Andrea Crespi, Lorenzo Silva, who also did Railroad Inc., King's Dilemma, and Steam Park. The artist is uh, Julia Gingini. Who also designed? Who also did uh, King's Dilemma, and it was published in 2015 by Horrible Guild. Uh, I think, and am I guessing uh, that we've? I know we've played Steam Park, but have we played any of these other games? I mean, Kate, have you heard of any of these games? I haven't played any of these games, so I I yeah. can't answer the rest of that question. <laughs> Dear students, it's time for the final exam of the potion class. The rules are always the same. Take an ingredient from an ingredient marble from the dispenser and watch the others fall. If you connect marbles of the same color, they explode and you can take them too. Complete your potions using the marbles you collect and drink them to unleash their magical power. Remember though, that to win the student of the year award, Being quick won't be enough. You'll also need to brew the most valuable potions in Potion Explosion. And the mechanics are pattern recognition, set collection, take that, variable setup. So it's got this, It's so it's cartoony to start off with, and it definitely looks like, um, I don't know that uh, it's copy, It's probably copyrighted and we'll get like some sort of uh, cease and desist, but they're definitely Harry Potter-like students in the, the foreground looking um, at some like crazy professor type, like a with his crazy white hair, crazy white beard. And like, I mean, I say crazy because like the hair is like standing on end, probably from yeah, his explosion. He's just making a mess there on his desk with things falling over yeah. and potions exploding. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And I mean, the whole setup is very like Sherlock Holmesy-esque, right? That 19th century chemistry set where you have like, I mean, I, maybe they're in modern day chemistry classes, but I'm a liberal arts major, so I never knew about those things. And so, <laughs> yeah. So just like all these, like, uh, I don't know what you'd call those, like glass bottles and stuff with like all kinds of things, scrolls in the background, books, Big, yeah, explosion. What is cool, though, is that he's got a monocle. Mm-hmm. So would you um, pick it off the shelf? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I mean, the box art is cool. Pattern, I mean, the... I mean, obviously, it does sound very exciting because who doesn't like this idea of, right, potions and magic and alchemy type of ideas? And I, I mean, being a student, right? And I... The pattern recognition sounds kind of cool. Um, and take that as a mechanic that I do like. So I'll maybe. Yeah, I, I'd push. I'd pull it off the shelf. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks like fun. Um, it's it looks like, you know, I don't know. It's, it could be a good like kid game. So it could be a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. That's like easy to do with um, your family or a group that hasn't. Um, played a lot of games. Yeah, it definitely gives that vibe by both the picture and kind of the idea of it. Mm-hmm. Plus, it does say something about marbles. And so that kind of is, especially if they're like the, I think the the actual game, right, has like marble sets that you can probably pull off and play with, which would be also really kind of a cool table presence idea. So how do you think it's played? <laughs> 
Um, okay. Um, pattern recognition. And it talks about complete potions using marbles you collect and, and set collection. Okay. So the set collection could be the marbles, but potions. So maybe we also have like cards or something that tell us, um, right? Like the combinations, like you want like a blue marble, a red marble and a green marble. You mix those together and you get some kind of blah color, but <laughs> maybe they concoct some kind of like, uh, you know, crazy elixir, right? Like the the chance to long life or something like that, uh, that you're trying to put together. I mean, you want to have a valuable potion. So it's a valuable potion, right? So the variable setup may mean that like there's, I mean, obviously that means there's various ways to like set it up on various occasions. So that's probably just more for if you're multiple play, but pattern recognition, like the marbles come down. I, I don't know. I feel like that means like more something is laid out and you have to like quickly because it does say about speed in the description. So you want to be quick, connect marbles with the same color. So somehow I feel like maybe we're both going to be going maybe at the same time since it's quick and we want to be able to to get right? Marbles are sets right together quickly uh, that will in certain orders to make these these potions. Uh, and the take that is maybe that uh, we can send the other person like some kind of lame duck potion or something. <laughs> I like that phrasing. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, elixirs in the most valuable is what we want for student of the year. So, I mean, I'm assuming we're still going to want like points out of potions we put together. And so we want to be fast, but we also want like, right, what everybody's searching for. And so when I was thinking of potion explosion, um, while the cover definitely harkens to like this 19th century chemistry idea, like one of the things I always try to stress in my like ancient civilization classes is that that separation of right like what we now term like hard sciences versus say like religion and things was not like a separation like everything was the same and so these ideas of like magic like uh mixing things together uh even just uh health right and medicine were all really geared towards the same but when we as like modern day historians look back at this time period like we really want to like separate everything out and so i went al alchemy um but even alchemy it depends on like who's studying it, what they're separating out. Like, is it magic? Is it medicine? Is it chemistry? Is it, you know, trying to find the elixir of life, like the fountain of youth kind of ideas. And I think that's where you get into alchemy is how are you throwing things together? Like, what is your purpose? So most historians, like they look at like early chemistry or early medicine. And it depends on what you're trying to do with the things that you're concocting, because most of the articles focus on Eastern hemispheric ideas, which makes me really wonder, I bet the Western hemisphere indigenous peoples also had right agent ancient alchemic ideas. It's just that I think, you know, West or Eastern hemispheric peoples have mostly written about it. So maybe they misinterpret how Western hemispheric peoples were, were mixing right things together. But like we know, I mean, 
all of the Western Hemisphere had fantastic things to create potions out of. So um, I don't know. That's just one of the things in thinking about this. But the big things when we think of alchemy or potions are going to be like trying to turn right different elements into gold, for instance, or um, ancient Egypt. And then later, especially in the Renaissance period, trying to find like immortality, even like Islamic cultures that, of course, were right. The inheritors of ancient Greek knowledge um, and actually did most of the translation for right Europeans later. Uh, they were also looking for like these immortality type potions. So I think, again, it's like kind of like what you're using everything for like are you trying to make potions to you know heal gout or are you trying to use it to right seek eternity and come up with some charlatanian type of right uh fantastic metal so really when we think about alchemy it's almost as old as like human imagination of how to experiment, right, with the natural environment to create almost uh, supernatural ideas. All right. Do you know, do you want to know how the game is played? Sure. Although I probably my idea was spot on. I'm just saying. <laughs> Actually, that's pretty close. <laughs> All right. So the uh, first player uh, is the last person to have uh, mixed a drink. I made coffee this morning. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I, do you put stuff in your coffee? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, see, I do. I put cream in my coffee. Actually, I, I put some milk, but I probably made my coffee more recently. You got this. <laughs> All right. And then, um, so we will each choose two potion cards to start with. And okay. um, so there are potion starter cards and we shuffle those then we each choose two so i choose one as first player and then um you will choose two and then i will choose another um and we our goal is to complete those potion cards using the ingredients which are the marbles so we will have unicorn tears dragon smoke ogre mucus and fairy dandruff so we are going to um, choose marbles and a regular uh, pick of your, your marble um, is the only time where a potion explosion can occur. Um, so once you take one, um, one marble, the others will slide down. And um, if two of the same color collide, then you also take those um, of the same color. Continue until... Like there's a, a road that's at the top that's not visible when you start and you can't take from that row. But all the others that are currently visible, um, you take the um, any that explode. Um, so you take those marbles and you try to fill your your potion cards. If you um, have extra marbles, you have three spaces in a flask to the side where you can save them for later use. And any others need to be returned to the box, which probably has a cool name that I've forgotten. Uh, At any point, take help from the professor, which is uh, minus two points, but that allows you to choose um, one marble from the box and only one and no explosions uh, occur when you do that. You can drink your completed potions at any time. The potion effects when you drink them, you have potion of wisdom. 
you take one ingredient of your choice from the dispenser. Uh, okay, so it doesn't have a cool name. It's just called the dispenser. Um, no explosions are <laughs> triggered when you do this. So again, only the regular pick triggers explosions. Uh, we have the elixir of blind love. You can steal all the ingredients from one opponent's pool. And the potion of magnetical attraction. Take two adjacent ingredients of different colors from the same slide track of the dispenser. No explosions are triggered. The potion of prismatic joy. You can place all ingredients in your pool on any holes of your incomplete potions, regardless of their colors. So you kind of ignore the rolls on the, the cards. The abysmal draft. You take up to one ingredient of each color from the bottom row of the dispenser slide tracks. You can only take one ingredient from each slide track. Then the sands of time. You um, can activate again the effect of one potion you have already used. Then we have the bomb of uttermost stickiness. Uh, <laughs> that is great. Uh, take two or more adjacent ingredients of the same color from the same slide track of the dispenser. No explosions are triggered. And then the filter of lava menacing. Um, discard up to five ingredients of. Uh, one color from the same slide track of this of the dispenser back into the tank no explosions are triggered so you can yeah like i said you can drink a completed potion at any any time including right after you complete it you also want to try to complete sets so complete uh sets of three of the same type of potion or a set of um five different types of potions and so at the end of game, you have no more potions, uh, potion cards to choose from. So after we choose the starting potions, then there are others that will be um, in the middle for us to, to choose. So you always have two potion cards at your desk that you are working on. So at the end game, you have, there's no more to choose from. I think we complete the round. And then, um, yeah, whoever has the most points. If there is a tie, then we go into like a... Um, draw marbles until somebody wins kind of a tiebreaker where we keep um, picking marbles out of the dispenser and um, following the same explosion rules and whoever collects the most um, is the winner. All right. Well, let's get concocting. Let's play. Okay, so we just finished a game of Potion Explosion. To recap, VP came in with 50 potion points, and I got 54 potion points. I think we talked strategies. What did you do? We talked strategies. Uh, okay. Yeah, how'd you win? Um, hmm. Winning strategy. Winning strategies. <laughs> well, I, I think I, I used more of my potions, um, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I collected a lot of the joy which seemed like a good one because it mm -hmm. makes the potions um wild cards and you can just put any any marbles in there to complete them so i think that worked pretty well for me i i just tried to to make potions so i did not get student of the year i did have the most variety first mm-hmm you did? Yeah. yeah i didn't really have a strategy i just tried besides trying to fill potions so yeah I'm not going to pretend. You kept asking me too, like, you want to use your potion? I'd be like, meh, nope, I'll wait. <laughs> oh, well. 
Normally I would wait on them too, or you forget about them. But I think mm-hmm. this one had a lot of um, flexibility in using the potions because you would get multiple of the same kind. And we even, mm-hmm. we both had the one where we, you could reuse one you had used already. And we had neither of us used that. What do you think of the theme? Collecting marbles to make potions. Did I feel like I was an alchemy student? Um Kind of like I feel like you could do a lot of different things where you're trying to match different things to put them together. But it's hard for me right now to think of something other than kind of chemical. Like I could see like trying to do like uh, what's that one that the boys and I played before subatomic, I think, where you kind of put things together, which is still kind of chemistry, alchemy going. So yeah, I guess I felt like I was making potions, like you're putting ingredients together, right in marbles, like, it's hard. And maybe there's other things you could do. But I don't think like, it could just be anything, you know, like, it's definitely an ingredient sort of game. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does for sure. Yeah, you definitely felt like you were creating a potion, especially because it did have certain abilities once you once you gained that potion. We didn't really use the ingredients, but maybe if we had, I don't know, had gotten used to the game where we weren't kind of struggling through <laughs> picking up the marbles, we would have enjoyed <laughs> calling them a uh, fairy dandruff and whatnot. I didn't even, I forgot until you said fairy dandruff that they were all supposed to be different colors. So um, how about uh, table presents? I think at one point Eric said there were marbles everywhere. So I think for table <laughs> presents, it's fantastic because there are just marbles everywhere rolling around. Um, I think we probably would have been better off if we had real marbles. <laughs> Maybe, but I just think having marbles everywhere. Like, I don't know. I think that idea, though, of having marbles and even, I mean, we did play it, right? Tabletop Simulator because 2021. Um but I think like even if you had it on the table and you had marbles like that clinking sound, like I think it's got a strong table presence. Um, I mean, there aren't like super, you know, pretty cards or anything like that, but it really does still try. Like the first player token has the crazy guy. Like I feel like there's at least enough elements that make it tactile enough that you want to kind of figure out, ooh, what is that? Because it's something different, you know, like pulling pulling marbles is different. Yeah, for sure. I would like to play it with the card version just to see what those look like. Like it was mm-hmm. it was neat that they had made them into potion bottles. Um mm-hmm. it certainly made sense scripting. for the theme. But yeah, in order to to really judge the table presence mm-hmm. and what the cards look mm-hmm. like. I'm missing that with this version. So how about the mechanics? Okay, so take that. I feel like we did not do any take that. So I don't know that I felt that set collection for sure. Because again, like you had those three wisdom bottles did you mm-hmm. have? I don't know. Pink bottles. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I could see where variable setup could come in, right? And your starting potions being variable, but I still feel like eventually you're still ending up with, right? So many of so many different sets of potions. So I don't know like how variable it is. Again, I'm not a statistician, but um, I definitely got the pattern recognition because I think that was something kind of stimulating for me in the game and the table presence was looking at 
right? The marbles that are laid out for you in their different tracks and being like, oh, if I pick this one, I can set, right, all of these things in motion. So I really liked that component. I think it definitely was there along with the set collection. The other two, I'm a, the take that and variable setup. I don't know, but I definitely got the other part of it. Yeah, I think that the take that would probably be who you play with as well. Like mm -hmm. I like even the one time where I was using the wisdom, I chose like a one off marble so that I would mm -hmm. still leave an opportunity for explosions for you because I just wanted <laughs> to oh, that'd be mean. So I just like took the one off one. But had I wanted to do that, I um, but also I think we never had the um the potion for blind love, which is the one where I would take oh. all of your um marbles from oh, your flask. Right. So we just didn't even have that on the board. All right. So then moving on to the rules. Um, How was it teaching it? Uh, it wasn't too bad considering that it's a pretty simple game, but um, I, <laughs> I still feel like we failed miserably. <laughs> yeah, it was hard to teach it, um, especially with how it looked different on Tabletop Simulator. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was... It was good. I thought you did a very good job explaining the rules. I think to, um, I think in general, um, it took, I think just the setup and getting through a round to really understand how things were. But again, I, I feel like most of our hiccups to that were the simulator versus I, I feel like you're right. Like it would have been a pretty straightforward game if we were playing the physical version versus the tabletop version. Mm -hmm. And you, you did. You did an excellent job. So how about player interaction? Well, as we already said, that we didn't really do the take that very much. Um, mm -hmm which marbles we chose, I guess, sort of impacted each other. Like you couldn't, like if you had your eye on a row and then I took it, that could sort of affect you. But otherwise, I don't know. It didn't really. Yeah. I didn't really need to pay what, attention to what you were doing. I wasn't paying attention to you at all <laughs> until I heard you laughing and then realizing that just meant marbles all over the table. Um, but yeah, so for a two player game, which is kind of interesting, I thought about halfway through that, like, you could almost be playing your own. Um, again, we weren't doing the take that. So I think it depends on who you're playing with. And it is I think it's supposed to be right a two to four player game. Mm -hmm. So maybe with more people, there may have been more interaction. But like, yeah, I never even tried to look at the slide of marbles until you said, it. you know, I think we did. We both kept going through and being like, OK, I'm done and waiting. So maybe we're just very polite players <laughs> and other people wouldn't be like this. I don't know. But for me, it was, yeah, kind of indirect. Yeah, no, I don't I don't think it would change that much because I think It'd almost be the opposite. I think even if we were mm. if we were better players, we'd be spending the whole time kind of strategizing and like looking at the rows and deciding what you were going to pick mm -hmm. rather than paying attention to what the other person is doing. <laughs> so um, would you play it again? Probably. And especially in person, just because I really I think that tactile experience and I really did enjoy the whole um have like the idea of like even hearing it. So not just tactile in, but sensual. I feel like it would be a sensual game in that you'd have like the sight sound and 
and touch aspect to it, right? Yeah. I don't know. How about you? Would you play it again? I would. And and like you said, the definitely the in-person version, I think, would be a lot of fun. Yeah, this is, I mean, it, even though we struggled, it, it, it should be a quick and easy game. <laughs> I'm like, it was quick. I mean, if you took out all the additional stuff, it was quick. Yeah, for sure. And it wasn't that interactive. I would like it more interactive. But at the same time, again, I just think like the, even as a one player, I don't know, is there a one player option? I, I feel like... Again, that idea of the marbles hitting together and collecting the marbles just seemed really, I don't know, something I want to keep doing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's fun. It, it definitely adds an, a, a layer of yeah playfulness to it. And I don't see it having the level of interaction where it, it your turn depends on what the other players are doing, but especially in person, you know, have fun with like, oh, you just did that and mm-hmm, you just used that mm-hmm. potion, but which was a bit harder to do with the doing in this way. So that's Potion Explosion, everyone, and from Kate and BP. So if you have any recommendations, maybe you want to hear a Kate and BP, uh, you know, team up again. Um, and definitely have her on as a regular uh host uh anything at all you have impressions game recommendations anything send them our way email is first turn tabletop at gmail.com we're on twitter and instagram first turn cast and the podcasting camel he is like holding his nose as the uger mucus futuristic potion explosion game when like the the red, we're going to go with red marbles. The red marbles hit each other and like they smell like ogre mucus. He says, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. We look forward to hearing from you and play more games. Yeah, do you think they're horrible at publishing or they're horrible at being a guild? Marbles rolling all <laughs> over the place. Oh, it's empty. It's empty. What does that mean? Uh, that means that one's empty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>